Hi guys. So before you listen to Will and I discuss how we are implementing more Black history into our school, I first wanted to plug in my link tree into the podcast description. Um, on my link tree, I have links to petitions, places to donate, and other resources to educate yourself on pertaining to the Black Lives Matter movement. Even though there hasn't been as much news coverage on the on the protests and everything regarding the Black Lives Matter movement, um, still get out there, use your voice, sign those petitions, donate if you can, and continue to educate yourself because this is a movement, not a moment. And I believe um, this is the time for change now. We've been wanting change for so long. This is finally it and we cannot lose steam. Um, also, excuse the background noises that you may hear throughout the episode. Will and I decided to record this podcast outside, meaning you might hear some birds, some cars. Excuse that. Um, and also, wait until the end to uh, for some bloopers. I finally figured out how to edit my audio. So wait until the end for that. Um, and yeah, enjoy. Thanks for listening, guys. And okay, we're recording. Um, second episode. Uh, this is insane because people actually listened to the first episode, and that's that's crazy. Um, How many people? Um, on the on, like on the website, I have like seventy seven. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> I okay. Know, I know. This one's gonna hit a hundred. I promise. Hundred <laughs> percent hitting a hundred. I'll put um, everything on that. <laughs> Um, and it's even more insane. Get because... more to a hundred. <laughs> Keep going. I haven't even introduced you yet. Yeah, they don't know who I am. It's the, <laughs> the weird voice in the background. Um. So this is crazy because this is the second episode, and I already had someone interested in doing this with me. So we have the one and only William Generate the third also known as most likely to be president of the United States. Bruh. <laughs> Why would you say that? Um, because. Gotta flex a little bit. That's not a flex. <laughs> <laughs> they don't think I'm like some type of nerd or something. Like, <laughs> like Wow. Uh, Please look up nerd. my Instagram to see what I look like. Because after that <laughs> intro, I think I'm like some geek. <laughs> no. Okay, so I'm guessing you heard my first episode, right, Will? I'm going to be completely honest. I listened to like first 10 minutes. And this is the moment when I found out Will is a fake fan. Fake fan. True fans would listen to the entire episode of my podcast, no matter how long it is. Anyways, child, we're canceling Will. <laughs> <laughs> I texted you like, hey, yo, this is awesome. I'm no, but I'm it, I was like, your voice sounded really good on the okay. podcast. So I was like, you know, this was, I mean, I'm sure I would have liked the rest of the episode. <laughs> okay, thank, you. thank you. That makes me feel better. Yeah. Don't blame you. It was 30 minutes of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after, after minute 10, after I was like, got to go. Anyways, <laughs> I finished off the like last episode talking about Malcolm X because I'm in the middle of reading the, autobi- the autobiography of Malcolm X. Have you 
read it or I've watched read it. it. I've read segments of it. I have not read the full book. Okay. Yes. It's really good. Yes. I mean, I'm still in the middle of reading it, but it's really good so far. And it was for like a class assignment. And you guys are still in school? N- no, but it was for a class assignment. Uh, like in- I keep seeing you post stuff on your story, like assignments you're trying to get. I'm like, oh, hey, is yeah. this really like the bill to <laughs> like why is she still doing No, I'm in-, <laughs> in a college class. I'm in a college class. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> Thank you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> I have to do something. Yeah. Um, anyways, so it was like my it was my assignment for lit in like May. And I was in my living room reading it. And my brother, who's 13, so it's been eighth grade, um, he came up and he asked me who Malcolm X was. That's tough. That's very <laughs> unfortunate. I know. I feel like Malcolm X is, like, common. Like, No. I mean. Really? I mean, for black people, it's common, but. I feel like everyone knows who Malcolm X is. Yeah, but not an eighth grader going to whatever private school your brother's going to. I mean, look, in in pre-K, I thought I was Native American because I, <laughs> I haven't seen any black people in any of the books. I always We only talk about the Native Americans, so I was like, I'm not white. <laughs> so I must be Native American because they're the only people that kind of have dark skin. That's, that's I asked my mom, like, am I Native American? She's like, No. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um but yeah i no, i was surprised because i learned about malcolm x in elementary school uh, which yeah i think people learn about mlk yeah well and i think uh, i think a big thing as well i don't know what school did your brother go to sacred heart it's a private yes. catholic school um i think uh malcolm x is a little bit of a more not a i would never not he's more of an aggressive leader in a that's sense. What think. That's what people think, but I mean that's a perception from. He was definitely more militant than MLK. Like you know, what I'm I saying? Mean, like yeah, in the beginning, but I feel like at yeah, the end, towards he was the, a bit more well, towards the end of his life, but people remember him for like any means necessary. Type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think a lot of schools shy away from that. They rather teach the. I'm okay. Yeah, I feel like everyone hold hands. Let's <laughs> yeah. protest peacefully. No, I feel like the order is like MLK and then Rosa Parks and then the dude that invented peanut butter. Uh, <laughs> I think they throw Harriet Tubman in there. Oh my god! Yeah, wait, sorry, I forgot about her. I learned about Harriet Tubman pretty early on. Yeah, that's like a second grade thing. Yeah. Yeah, which goes into like the topic of what I want to talk about, which is like the education system, and I feel like we both have two really interesting perspectives because I for like my whole life I've done private school education and then for you you've done public right yeah well I actually did private school up until throughout third grade and then fourth grade I went to public school is there a reason why no I mean I always lived in Fox Chapel and okay. for some reason I went to St. Edmunds and then my parents were like oh yeah so I drove to school Hill like every morning and okay. for some reason my parents were like well it was actually a pretty decent public school, school district yeah right here so why are we paying yeah. to go to private school when we're already paying taxes so yeah they just made the switch okay. um but yeah i wanted to like talk about i like i just wanted to like talk about why black history isn't like taught in education systems and like why it like yeah just why yeah well i think that's like such an interesting question right because um they're just little things about black history that people just overlook because unfortunately African history and a lot of 
early black history in America was written by white people. Yeah. And so it's extremely whitewashed. Like even when you think about the Egyptians, right? Like everyone, everyone learns about the Egyptians, Yeah. but any documentary or movie I watched, uh, growing up, they were all like blue eyed white people portrayed as the Egyptians, which historically would not be very accurate. Yeah. Back Uh, then Egypt was in Africa. So like still that's, is in Africa. I mean, yeah, I'm just saying, but like even then before, you know, there's a mass mic like for a lot of migration and obviously people in Egypt have lighter tones now. But yeah. back then there would be a lot more people that look like you or me. Yeah. I think the same thing with Jesus too. Exactly. Like how whitewashed Jesus is. Yeah. Um, I like find myself a lot of the time like learning black history like i still find myself learning like i didn't watch the 13th until Mm. last summer yeah yeah and like i don't know i felt like that should have been something i like already knew like just from like it should be like what the 13th teaches should be something that schools already teach and i shouldn't be like educating myself on that you know what i mean but i find myself like if i need if i feel like I'm ignorant on a certain subject or don't know instead of like resorting to my like my school education I have to resort to like documentaries and books to educate myself yeah I think it's the job of like black parents to provide their children with uh, resources that their school does not yeah um and I think especially public schools because um they just have different standards to meet It's, it's, it's especially hard it's not that hard for them to teach black history the way that it should but it's definitely mm-hmm. more difficult because there's the issue of what's appropriate and what's not appropriate to yeah. teach right and what at what age um and then the sad thing about black history in america is a lot of it is not very happy and there are a lot of like basically yeah. every part of it is ugly and yeah but i feel like this is like a little bit controversial to like related to but i feel like at least in my like in my education we spent so long talking about the holocaust oh. And the, and the holocaust is not happy but like we just spend yeah. so much time talking about that and then we like oh yeah slavery happened okay Be- back to holocaust because it makes americans seem like the good guys Facts. like we joined the war and we fought the nazis mm-hmm. and it's that story of america doing what's right but the black history it just makes white people just look like horrible people which that's the history of America. Yeah. And so in that sense, it's harder for them to teach that. And it's more uncomfortable for them to teach that. Yeah. But that also like leads us to like repeating history too. Oh, hundred percent. That's, because... that's Yeah. Cause the thing about, you know, that what I'm fighting at Fox Chapel. Yeah. You should right talk now, about that. You should talk about that. Um, is the fact that they don't bring race into the classroom. Yeah. And black history into the classroom earlier. It's just, just, it just fuels ignorance and Mm -hmm. it teaches kids not to accept differences at an earlier age. Right. Like when you are oblivious to different cultures, I mean, you could say the same thing about Asian Americans or Mm -hmm. Hispanic Americans, right? Like when you don't introduce kids to the realities of people's lives Mm -hmm. and you just are fueling them to think that being different is wrong or something, you know, and that's that's something that if we want to make the world a better place. We need to acknowledge acknowledge our differences much earlier. And yeah, and still that. Yeah, and I feel like that's what a lot of like 
schools and companies and brands are doing now since like everything what's going on in social media is happening like if you want to explain what's happening at fox chapel you can go ahead and do that well yeah so essentially fox chapel always been had issues with race and yeah. ignorance and, yeah um and during the whole george floyd incident uh, a student uh released some videos of our classmates or my former classmates yeah just saying the n-word and being a little ignorant yeah and um with everything going on with george floyd i was like this is the time yeah for something substantial to happen in yeah. terms of change and yeah. so i've kind of used those videos as a catalyst for my argument for the school district to not only hire more black teachers but to talk to infuse more uh black history into the curriculum and to bring race and teach kids how to talk about race yeah at a lot of earlier age what was um fox chapel's feedback like from um, that so um i had two me of course you know they put out the statements that yeah like, we do not condone racism da, 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 but like that's that's what cute, I, yeah that's what everyone's saying yeah anything. um so I, I had a meeting with the president of the school board and i'm not gonna lie it was not a good conversation. He was very um, passive aggressive about it. He was very uh, dismissive. And it's, it's funny. He, it's not funny at all. He actually asked me, he was like, I just want to ask you, like, why do people care about racism in this district all of a sudden? Like, it's happened forever. And I'm like, why don't you care about it? Like, you, you, yeah. are, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, to me, that conversation was unacceptable and it kind of shows that. People kind of are okay with the way things are. Yeah. And they don't really want to go out of their way or jump through hoops to help. Yeah, they don't want to put them. Color. They don't want to put themselves in uncomfortable like yeah. situations. Because doing what's right is not easy and it's yeah. not fun. Yeah. You know, and people. This is a generalization. I think yeah. that um, people in power and that in this country and that includes a lot of white people. They're not always willing to take the extra step to help. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, and another thing that I've seen is that like, when they want to help, they like resort to like asking a person of color, like Mm -hmm. specifically what to do and like expect the person of color to educate them on stuff that they don't know when in reality, they should just be like seeking out for those resources and doing what's needed to be an ally. Or just Google it. <laughs> That's and another thing that he said that was super controversial. Like when I started the first Black Student Union at Fox Chapel, mm-hmm. we had a T-shirt with a fist on the front. Mm-hmm. I got called into the principal's office and like, shoot, I'm in trouble. You know, I'm thinking of all the things I've done. <laughs> but he was like, you know, this this, this shirt is kind of like aggressive. You know, so like, I'm just it, it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. And I was like, does he know the history behind raising the a fist? fist? Yeah. Not only was it heavily used in like feminism and union workers. I mean, yeah. it is a symbol of black power, but to assume that we're using it in a violent way, that kind of just shows his, his bias. Right. Yeah. And the president of the school board was like, and I, and I said, it's not my job to, to have, have that conversation with the principal. Like he yeah. should, you know, look it up. Yeah. And the school board was like, no, 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 no. It, it is your job. It, it is your job, to, just like it's my job as a Jewish person to teach you. And I was like, 
Well, I would do everything in my power to not put you in a position where you had to, to teach me. Teach me. Yeah. Base, like you know, like yeah. that. That's what I, and that's the approach that people take about this, and it's wrong. Yeah. But I met with we we had we, had, we just Clock Travel just hired a new superintendent. I met with other board members, and they were very adamant about change. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think the president of the school board, um, although he is the president, and there's a lot more support to this than he thinks. So mm -hmm. he's he should probably. Join the wave, or else he's gonna drown. So <laughs> yeah, have they given you like a step by step plan yet, like of action that they're gonna do? So that's like, something you like build promises. And I think with any movement, any everything takes time, right? Like yeah, it's, it's so much more complex than overnight. Yeah, probably, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. I I know that going in, and even with everything with COVID, like school districts across the country are planning for this upcoming. You know, like yeah. This is going to be something that takes time, time yeah. years, right? Because mm -hmm. that's just the nature of hiring and revamping curriculum. But there are small changes that we have opened their eyes up to that they can do right away. Mm -hmm. um, so these talks are going to be ongoing, but the school I, I'm confident that the school district will do the right thing. Yeah. I feel like there's like a a theme going with like school districts changing because if I'm being completely honest with myself, um, you like put Photoshop, like you, not Photoshop, oh my God, you put screenshots of like the emails, the email that you sent to Fox Chapel. And I was like, oh, okay. He like, he's using his voice. And um, with this, the school I go, go to Oakland Catholic, it being a private school, we have our issues as well. And um, in those days when you, in the day, like you were sending that email, there was like a whole Twitter thread of like people of like alumni and like students, um, telling their stories of like how they've experienced racism at, o at Oakland from the faculty and from the students. And then there was an Instagram created with like an anonymous post, um, of just like people confessing to, again, the racism that they're exper experiencing in Oakland. And Oakland was also getting a lot of fire, like backfire from their response because they were, I didn't completely read their statement, but it was like along the lines of saying like thoughts and prayers will like combat like the prejudices <laughs> and racism. And Hi, this is Editing Nora. And I just want to jump on here and quickly elaborate on what I was trying to say. So on, on Oakland's first statement that's not what they intended on saying but that's what people took from that statement so then they released another one um elaborating on what they're trying to say um and specifically saying that they don't condone racism and um the injustices that are happening in america um yeah like it, it was like it was not a good statement and um i was just like I saw how you like took a stand and then I saw everything going on and I was like, honestly, like, yes, this is low key kind of entertainment for me because like people are finally confessing what everyone knows what's happening at Oakland. But like at this point in time, that at this point in time, like what Oakland could do is they like needed a change. So following in your footsteps or just not your footsteps, but like as inspiration, I guess, I don't want to give you, I don't want to give you all the credit.
No, you don't need your ego inflated no, anymore. I'm, uh, hmm. Hmm. Uh, what? What ego? Uh, okay. Uh, uh. <laughs> I decided to write um, an email, and it was like I—I I think it was pretty good. Um, I had like a bunch of people at my school read it and like sign below for support because I was basically saying like, "Hey, you should be standing like you should be standing in solidarity with Black Lives Black Lives Matter movement." And, like, we should also be taking steps to, like, be having these uncomfortable conversations, especially since at um, my school we have, like, those conversations about, like, suicide and school shootings. And, they be like, talking about juuling and all that. I'm like, <laughs> and, like, uh, alcohol and drugs. And, like, like those are uncomfortable conversations. So, like, we, we should be able we, – <laughs> we should be able to have um, – we should be able to have those uncomfortable conversations about the N word and about like racism in America. Um, so <laughs> basically I wrote that email and I got support from like one teacher <clears throat> and then a bunch of students. And I mean, this is like completely opposite to what you got, but I got an actual, I got a positive response from <laughs> the president of my school. She was actually a lot more open. Um, so I got a response from the president because I sent it to the president. Oh, and I also included a document of like books and movies and videos of like just like things that should be of things of things that should be in our curriculum because there's not a lot of like black history in our curriculum and it's a lot of <laughs> emphasis on the Holocaust and other topics which aren't you know which aren't bad i'm yes. not saying but there yes. should also 100 yes. like yeah. like when i was learning when i was learning the civil rights movement we literally just talked about malcolm x um yeah. mlk and then like we moved on we didn't even talk about angela davis i promise you no one at oakland except like the people i saw myself around know who angela davis is Max. and like <clears throat> and like that's just sad because she's a big part of the civil rights movement and she's still alive today which most people don't know um anyways i sent the email i got a positive response back from the president she basically was saying like you're right oakland needs to turn into like an anti-racist community which honestly surprised me based on like the history that oakland has with racism and i had <clears throat> over an hour phone call with her just regarding like Oakland and the action plans that needs to happen and I don't know I feel like along with Fox Chapel there's going to be a lot of like more there's going to be a lot more conversations about racism and like making these communities and school districts into like an anti-racist atmosphere yeah yeah and I also um found myself joining the BSU so you didn't. You weren't a part of the BSU before. Okay, freshman Yo, year. No, 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 absolutely tripping. <laughs> um, sorry, swear, hella people. Excuse me, I can I cannot swear. <laughs> so many black kids I have seen who weren't in the BSU before, all of a sudden are like, "Oh my gosh, I'm joining the BSU." I'm like, "Yo." 
No, listen, I'm Y'all different. just woke up? I'm different. Y'all just I'm woke up? Different. No, you just woke up? You've been no, sleeping? No, no, I've been awake. I've been awake. Listen, mm-hmm. listen. You've been awoke. You have not been awoke. <laughs> listen, freshman year, I was in like, I was in like 10 clubs, 10. And why wasn't BSU one BSU was one of them. I was part of BSU freshman year. And I had that freshman burnout. Like, I was so. So why'd you cut BSU? Um, I didn't, bless you. I didn't have time for it. Like, okay, I, but why would you have, what, what other clubs could you have more time for other than BSU? Like with the priorities? Um, dance. You have a dance club at the school? Well, no, no, what, no, What y'all I doing don't. in the dance club? <laughs> oh my God. Like, don't y'all gotta wear uniforms? No, like, how no. can y'all dance in those uniforms? No. Like, I don't get it. No, I, okay. At the same time the BSU meetings were happening, I had my dance class at a dance, like at my dance studio. And okay. like I okay. just and sense. like I was part of dance longer than yeah, like you I was yes. part of BSU, so I had to I had to rethink my priorities. And BSU was one of the things where I was like, I agree, like I stand for BSU and I want to be part of BSU, but I literally cannot fit it in my schedule. Um, but with like everything happening with Zoom and stuff like that. Um, they like forward me an invitation because they like really liked my like leadership skills and whatnot um, in like sending that email, getting support from other student body members and just like, I don't know, taking the steps, to, like really use my voice and whatnot. So yeah, I kind of just shoved myself back into BSU my senior year. Most That's good. Of, yeah. Most because like, I don't know, I want my senior year to be, like, I just want to do things because I want to do them and not really worry about, like, anything, really. I'll think – I'll I'll deal with the repercussions later. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Proud of you. That's good. That's a good move. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, I guess where we need to end off with is, like, okay, what can people do now, I guess, with, yes. like, black history and, like, involving that more yeah. into education? Well – no educators are probably, well, are any of your teachers listening to this? Any? Yeah. Are, actually, really? Yeah. Hi, teachers. How you doing? <laughs> um, it's just the little things, right? And I think uh, when we talk about race in the classroom, it's a conscious effort, just like yeah. for uh, a man, right? Yeah. In terms of sexism, right? Like they're just, it's so ingrained in society, sexism and racism that we just kind of have to like, consciously try not to and we're gonna make mistakes like yeah white people are gonna make mistakes men make mistakes yeah because it's just a part of but the everything. thing is we have to learn from those yes mistakes. we have to learn from those things we have to recognize them right yeah. like that's the biggest part yeah um so as for an educator right go through your slides and if every person in your slides is a white man or a white person mm-hmm. see where you can incorporate Black people, just yeah. for that unconscious bias, right? Yeah. Um, it's just little things like that that you can do, like, right now. Yeah. That can start to slowly change the biases that we naturally have about one another. Um, yeah, like, even kids at our school don't know what an HBCU is. Yeah, I, that, I think that's the same thing at Oakland. Yeah. Like why would why some people should know what HBCUs are? Even white students like it's historically black college university. Like you yeah. should know what that like. 
with those arms. Um, so just little things like that. Like if there's a college fair, invite an HBCU. Like just yeah. little things like that. Yeah. And you just wouldn't think about that could go a long way to help black students, but also educate white students. Yeah. So just little things that you know you can start with right now. Obviously, like I said, it's a, it's a conscious effort. Yeah, I agree with you. It's not easy. It's not fun. But it's but much it's going to make the world a better place. It's much needed, and yeah. the world needs some. And it's not positive. political, and that's what I hate. Yes. Oh my uh, gosh. Like politicizing. Like, I put that in my email. I was like, it's not politics. I was like, this is not politics. This shouldn't be a controversial topic. Like, there shouldn't be any like, like there shouldn't be any parents being outraged that we're talking about racism at yeah. school. Like, like, some of my closest friends are conservative. Yeah, uh, I'm more liberal, but that they equally are appalled by racism and the lack. There are a lot of conservative people that understand the need for it's just it's understanding, right? It's, like, yeah, that's the biggest it's part. understanding that's like it's beyond politics and it's more on like a moral basis. Yeah. And this is all teaching black history and talking about race. It's the only thing it's going to do is it's going to give people more perspectives and more perspective perspectives you have, the more you understand people and why they do things. Yeah. So, and, and that makes the world a better place. Yeah, and we need more positivity. Yes. Anyways, okay, we're at the end of the podcast. Any final words? Any final world words? Uh, everyone, tell Nora to go to Spelman. <laughs> she needs the HBCU experience. Okay, bye, everyone. <laughs> Blooper time. Um, I just want to thank you all for listening um, and enjoy these little clips of either me laughing or Will freaking out about a rat. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Well, like the reason why is it to rain? The reason why, um, like, Black history isn't really taught in like education systems. It really is about to rain. You get the natural. I told you we we're gonna get the natural. <gasps> this feeling. is like this gonna... is like some nice ASMR in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. But yeah. At this point in time. What? At this point in time. Um. At this point in time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just saw a rat <laughs> on the street. I hate rodents. No. It's under the car. <laughs> that is, look at it right now. Oh my God. That is a big rat. You've never been to New York then? No, I have. I hate rats. Regardless the, of where I go. You just gotta, you just have to, the rats you have to look up. You just huge. have to look up. You have to look up. You have to like not look at the street. That's the, that's what you do. Because here's the thing. If you don't look for them, you won't find them really. Exactly. But if you're looking for them, you 100% will find them. Yeah. <laughs> that's a small rat. That's nasty. Do not get in my car. Do not. Do not. Okay. Getting back to what I was saying. Um, it's under Mike's truck. It's under Mike's truck. <laughs> to give you some reference, we're outside on my balcony. Um, <laughs> back to what I was saying, I just realized that in this point in time... Shoe. <laughs> Sorry, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, the rat's not doing anything to you. Okay. I'll shoot it. <laughs> With what? <laughs> okay, back to what I was saying. Back on topic. Um, I just realized... <laughs>
<laughs> she's actually a lot more open than I thought. <laughs> to give you some context, now the rat is um, near my trash can. <laughs> Nor if it, I'm not leaving. It's not coming in this house. Bruh, on my soul. <laughs> All right, keep going. Okay. <laughs> 